Welcome to Intersect Where Church Meets Culture. I'm Josh Desch, the lead pastor at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and I am joined as always by my wife, the well-read Betsy. Aw, thank you. Hey there, Betsy. You hey. are well-read. That is a completely, there's not a hint of exaggeration in that description of thank you. Thank you. I do, I do love to read and, um, you know, don't always do it as much as I would like to. But, but you do read a lot and that's a good thing. Hmm. I doubt very many of us will lie on our deathbed and say, I read too much. Yeah. Maybe some, but I can see people saying, yeah, maybe a little too much TV. (laughs) Betsy, here's our topic for today, or here's the title of our episode, season three recap. Woohoo! Ding, 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 ding. So what we want to do, everybody, is we want to go through the various episodes very quickly. We want to go through all the things we've talked about this year, because it really has been, uh, Yes, let's use the cliche one more time. A year unlike any other, mm-hmm. unprecedented. Mm-hmm. The COVID year is coming to an end, more yes. or less. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, more or less, right? We Knock trust. on wood. We pray and trust. We hope in the Lord that it is. So, what we want to do, folks, is we want to just talk through what did we cover in season three? Why did we cover it? What does that reveal about? the world right now that these were the topics that we were drawn to. These were the things that many of these things were absolutely trending in the culture. And finally, where are we headed? Mm -hmm. So how's that sound? Great. Let's Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Okay. Season three. So here's, here's a, we're just going to kind of go through and bets as you think about these episodes. uh, Maybe, maybe you'll want to make some comments. Our first one was Josh and Betsy are out of quarantine. That was really crazy because that was sort of like we were kind of, coming back to normal life a little bit? Mm-hmm. A little bit. We had all the masks and all the distancing, but we were here. We were here. We were masked. We were socially distanced. Mm-hmm. I didn't, at that point, I wasn't going to the grocery store and being like, I got to hoard. I got to yeah. buy everything. <laughs> I got to get all the toilet paper. I got to get all the canned goods and all that. Like we were past that. Yes. When we came right. out of quarantine. That's right. Then we jumped in. We did an interview with one of the assistant pastors at Northeast Prez. Pastor Jason Pittman on how to be a blessing. Yes. That was a great episode. That was a great episode. I really appreciate Jason brought that um, acronym bless. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, that was a great episode. I would really um, recommend that one if you uh, hadn't listened to that one. And I feel like now that we are entering a period where people are a little bit more comfortable being in each other's homes, thinking through ways to be hospitable is a little bit easier yeah. Then when we were yep. in the thick of yeah, it. Yeah, we were in the thick of it, but now it's like the cicadas have come out. Mm, that really Which has is, happened somewhere, hasn't it? I think it's every 17 years, isn't it? The cicadas <laughs> come out. Now it's like all of us are like, can I say hi to that person? That's my neighbor. I didn't know I had that neighbor for True. the last 18. I mean, we're being more sociable. We're being True. we're being friendlier. True. True. So, and it's probably a little bit easier to think about creative ways to reach out to people now when people generally are feeling a little more comfortable. Yeah, I would say this folks, the bless acronym is one of the simplest ways to engage mm-hmm. your friends, your neighbors with the love of God, mm-hmm. which is what we're called to do. Bets, we jumped right into another episode. It was a hot take. In other words, it was sort of fresh off the press about a documentary that Netflix put out called The Social Dilemma. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, just a lot to think about there. I would I would continue to tell people that you should go watch that if you haven't watched it before. Yeah. Um, well, no matter where you fall on social media, if you love it, if you hate it, if you're somewhere in between... That's got something that will be a provocative thing to think about. Most people would probably say social media is kind of a frenemy. 
Yes. Wouldn't you say that? Probably. You know, most of us are not going to just not do it. Right. Um, but we recognize it's, it's a challenging. It's fraught. It's fraught with, mm-hmm. with difficulties, with good things too. Sure. With staying up with people and all that sort of thing. Um, neither one of us are involved in tw- Twitter. We know Twitter's the, that's like where all the politics goes down oh, big man. time. I think, I think Twitter more than any, anywhere else. Twitter just seems like a mud slinging mess to me. Well, <laughs> there you go. Let's stay, let's stay clean. That's my hot take. Um, we jumped into an episode after that. Who is catechizing our kids? Mm. Big question there. Yes. That one will cause you to stop and think. That was based on an article or actually a talk that Tim Keller gave. Um, about the influence that our culture has over our children in ways that we might not recognize and how we need to be cognizant of the things that they are learning, even that we're not aware of. Yeah, and and also, if I can put it like this, just that the worldview the culture is putting out there is in so many ways just like Mm anti-Christian. And the worldview that is depicted on the show I Love Lucy, which is still hilarious, by the way. It is. I mean, it really is still hilarious. But the worldview of that show, it it really does feel like a different time, not just because it's black and white, but like a different time in terms of like the values and the way people thought about marriage and stuff like that. Yeah, we've been watching I Love Lucy at home. I've always loved that show. And it's interesting because, you know, you're never, there's never going to be a bad word. There's not really going to be a raunchy joke. But some of the um, the gender role stereotypes make me cringe. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> absolutely are cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So It's not um, like it was perfect back then. No. But no, no, no not at all. Not at all. There's sure. it, There are other issues that that show raises that, um, you know, it's it's not going to be a bad word that your kids hear, but there's a lot of other stuff to talk through. So, All right, Bets, we moved from that episode back to another interview where we interviewed Craig Curry, who's the CEO of Transitions, Homeless Center in downtown Columbia, which is the single largest provider of homeless care in our mid-sized city here at Columbia. And the name of that episode was Confronting Homelessness in Columbia, South Carolina, and Beyond. Hmm. Good stuff in that episode. A lot of good stuff. Very Very practical, very helpful, very biblical. We should care about homeless people. Mm -hmm. Is it a complex problem? Of course it's a complex problem. But um, that doesn't mean that we just turn our heads away from complex problems. Mm Mm-hmm. But that we, um, so that was just eye-opening, learned a lot from that episode. Um, Well, it looks like from there we we did a, uh, actually a recap of 2020. Yeah, that was just fun. That was just a sort of a fun episode Mm -hmm. looking back on 2020. 2020 will be the year that we all want to return right to the year, you know, go, you wish you could take 2020 back to. Oh yeah. I thought you meant return to. No, and no, I'm I meant like, like really? I meant like go back to Target. Yeah. No, not Target, <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah. <laughs> because remember how you can take something back there like four years later? Like you, you have the spatula and they'll, a they'll take it. They'll and take it. You might have like um burned it on a pan and they'll still be like, Oh, you didn't like it? They'll we take haven't it. done this. We're uh-huh. just saying you can do that. Um <laughs> we wish we could return twenty twenty, but we can't do Get that. Get our money back. Um we we then, in all seriousness, we moved to a couple of very powerful interviews with Pastor Stephen Splawn, African-American pastor at First Northeast Baptist. That is a church that our church, and we're a, we're a white church, has been able to form a, a friendship with, a partnership with. And we did two episodes with Pastor Stephen. Uh, one of them is titled 
uh, barriers and bridges to racial unity among Christians. Then we did a second part to that interview with him. How can black and white Christians model unity in divided America? I would just say, Betts, we learned a lot. Um, just we really appreciated Stephen's candidness. Mm-hmm. And, and he was gracious, but also he, he didn't just beat around the bush. I felt like Stephen really uh, brought up some things that we need to talk about. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I cannot commend those highly enough. Those are things that we all need to be wrestling with. And I'll just say this, folks. The vision that we see in the book of Revelation in multiple chapters of every tribe, tongue, mm. nation, and language, there's this set of four words that's repeated seven times in the book of Revelation in different order, but but the point of that four-word grouping is to signify all kinds of people, all kinds of skin colors, all of that. That's not just for heaven. That's for right now. Mm. And we should care about that right now. Yep. Okay. Um, th- we then talked about a book review, the book Just Mercy, mm. Brian Stevenson, Betsy. Talk, talk about that book. Uh, that's such a good book. Y'all, if there's anyone who hasn't read that book, I, I would just say, put it on the top of your summer reading list. It's, even if you're someone who doesn't love to read necessarily, that book, I promise, will captivate you and move your heart. Yeah. And you will read that and come away with um, fresh conviction about so many different things. That is such a good book. It's an incredible book. Mm-hmm. You could start with the movie. If, sure. if you want to start with the movie, go to the yep. movie, then go to the book. Very powerful. Touched my heart in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we then uh, talked, we had an episode called What Have You Been Reading? Where, Betsy, you talked about the book Divine Conspiracy by mm-hmm. Dallas Willard. And I talked about a book called Reading While Black by Esau Macaulay. Mm-hmm. A couple of books that uh, both had a lot of nuggets of truth for oh, us my goodness. So and many. for our audience. Yep. We then moved to a big one, folks. And, and we talked about, and when I introduced this episode, issues that have been trending. Certainly transgender the transgender debate, transgender questions. It seems like 2020 and 2021 is when that's sort of like everybody knew about it. Mm. It wasn't on the sidelines anymore. It, it really came out uh, in, 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 in ways that were more prominent than ever before. Mm. Um, not just in terms of prominent people transitioning, although there was a good bit of that. Sure. You know, whether that would be uh, Elliot Page or... Um, you know, obviously Caitlyn Jenner and, and that sort of thing. Um, but we did two episodes on this topic. The first one was understanding the gender and trans debate. I had done a lot of research to prepare for that first episode. Mm-hmm. And we scratched the surface, but I think we did it in a fair way. Mm-hmm. And in a way that really uh, does help our audience understand some of the language, the terminology, what's going sure. on. We then did an interview mm-hmm. with another one of our staff, mm-hmm. uh, Julie Palakis. She's worked in student ministry for a long time. Yep. And uh, she talked about equipping families in the trans discussion. Um, you know, so, uh, something I've heard is a few times I've heard folks say, well, Josh, um, isn't the whole LGBTQ thing like such a small percentage of the American population? And, and there's some truth in that. But if you look at those who identify as LGBTQ plus or who know someone who identifies that and you look at that by generation, it's a totally different graph. Mm-hmm. So, so if you talk about, um, like for the youngest generation, uh, do you are, are, do you identify that way, or do you know someone who identifies that way? All of a sudden, it's not like five percent; it's like thirty percent or forty mm-hmm. percent. 
So there's huge generational shifts that are going on right now Mm -hmm. that we should be aware of. Absolutely. So we talked to Julie about that topic. She was very helpful. Betts, who was our next guest? Who was this Dr. Mohanna? Yeah, Dr. Mohanna was our next guest speaking about teen mental health crisis. He is a psychiatrist in New Jersey. He was a dear friend from the church Josh served at in New Jersey, and he just really brought a lot of um, technical wisdom from the field of psychiatry dealing with where teens are right now, but also just a lot of gospel-centered Um, advice for us as us who are parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles or people who love children to help us navigate where we are right now with our teens. Yeah, it was hard hitting, but convicting. Oh yeah, And also a lot of encouraging things there mm-hmm, too definitely. from Dr. Mo. Uh, that's the last episode we did before this one was an episode titled When Famous Christians Fall. Mm. Uh, the most prominent example of that in recent memory is Ravi Zacharias. Yep the internationally known apologist. But before that, there had been Bill Hybels and Mark Driscoll and and all these other folks. Sadly, um, a long list. Yeah, we, we, we hate to say that, but mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, but we also wanted to get into, it's really not about any of these guys as individuals, uh, but also sort of the cult of personality that exists in evangelical spaces. And why is that? And how can we move away from that? Right. And what does that say about our culture in general um, that we have these cults of personality. So we covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Bets, any thoughts here on um, what what does what we cover, why did we cover these things, and, and sort of combining the next two questions. And then what do you think this reveals about our culture that, that these topics came up? Well, I think, um, you know, we saw in 2020 – just the confluence of so many different things. You know, we had the election in the U.S. We had a lot of racial tensions coming to the Tremendous surface. protests, racial. Yes. Uh, uh, yep. yep. After um, the murder of George Floyd in, in May of last year. And uh, we just saw a lot of really important things bubbling up to the surface where it wasn't something that you could just ignore and keep on going, you know, COVID made us stop and consider things um, in a in a different way, I think. And a lot of things were just pressed to the point where we had to pay attention and we still have to pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really well said, Betsy. It's really well said. Uh, just that this pandemic sort of forced us to grapple with issues that were already present. Right. I'm not sure how many of the, any of these issues were not present before. Mm-hmm. So but before we came into the studio today, I just did a, a little Google search on teens and mental health. Uh, I, and actually just in, just within the Wall Street Journal, just within one publication. And there was 20 articles mm-hmm. that have come out in the last year about um, teens and mental health. And uh, of course, teens have had mental health issues for forever. Right. But- what the pandemic has done, how is how it is it has exacerbated different situations, um, has really, I think that's this pandemic has, if I could make a couple comments here, has reminded us of how desperately we need other people, mm-hmm. how we're how man is not really meant to be alone and isolated. You know, and obviously John Donne with the famous phrase, "No man is an island," and the the pandemic really forcing us to reconcile with that um, in the midst of 
all this new technology. Mm-hmm. Because on the other hand, I'm talking to a guy at the pool the other day and I'm like, hey, isn't it great to do Zoom meetings sometimes? He's like, yeah, I love it. Hmm. Uh, sometimes those are really convenient. So there's these different uh, things we have to weigh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Vets, um, where are we headed with this podcast? What are, what are some episodes that, that, that are that's on my heart, on your heart, that we hope to talk about in season four? Yeah, well, we kind of are excited about season four. We've got some... Um, you know, there's always ideas rumbling around in in our in both of our heads, I think. And um, to any listeners, you know, if there are ever things that you would be interested to hear us talk about, we always welcome inspirations or suggestions um, of anything that you would be interested to hear on. What Intersect. do you want us to address? Yes, We'd love to hear we that. Love ideas. So here were some of mine. Um, like you just referenced, Josh, I think in the next season we would like to continue looking into teen mental health. Uh, maybe from um, a Christian counseling um, angle, that there's just a lot to say about that. And it's not just the teens, it's also our children, and 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 you can extrapolate that out to, to really to everyone. So um, that's something that we'd, we'd like to go deeper in next season. Also, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with the term exvangelical. Um, that's not really a word, obviously. That's a it's an evangelical who is no longer an evangelical. Well, it so will they're called be a word in like five years. Yeah, it'll enter yeah. the dictionary because that's what that's what happens. It's not a word yet. Um, I think that's probably a hashtag, but maybe it will become a word. Um, but anyway, that is kind of this. Speaking of Twitter, that is something that is all over Twitter. Is people who have chosen to leave evangelical spaces and have labeled themselves exvangelicals. Sure. Um, and some people have gained a lot of prominence sure. in that field. So that is something that we would like to look at. There's a big movement right now about like, tell your leaving story, right? Mm-hmm. There's another hashtag leave loud. That's a, mm-hmm. a, a, definitely a different, somewhat of a different topic, but mm-hmm. it, it's still related to the church. Sure. And uh, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of movement there. Yep. Yep. Um, another one I would like to do is something about how ideas change the world. You know, so often we can, see where we've gotten to at a certain point and we can say well how do we get there and really that whole shift was driven by a change of ideas slowly over time mm-hmm. so i'd be i'd be really interested to kind of unpack that idea sure uh, and that would be an example of something where you don't see an immediate impact mm-hmm. of ideas but it may be an idea that started in uh, on a college campus 80 years ago or in a book 200 years ago and then all of a sudden whatever. it is having a big impact on how we live our daily lives. Right. Um, here's an episode that I'd love to look into. Um, our denomination is a Presbyterian church in America. That's known as the PCA. Um, we are actually the largest evangelical, theologically Orthodox Presbyterian denomination in the United States. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to be as generous as I can toward the other Presbyterians out there. Um, <laughs> That's there's a very important denominational gathering in the in in our world we call it the General Assembly. It's coming up next week in St. Louis. I'd love to have an episode where we just talk about what um, PCA General Assembly was like, uh, what's going on within our denomination, because I think uh, just as we will sometimes talk about things in our church and our denomination can also reflect broader themes in the culture. Mm-hmm. So that would be something to talk about too. Yeah, and um, just one more. We may want to stir the pot. Josh and I both read a book called Jesus and John Wayne this year. And that, I can't remember the subtitle of that, but that was a um, that was kind of a look into 
uh, evangelicalism kind of over overlaid with several different themes about power and um, so, several different things. Now that I'm talking about it, I really that subtitle was really telling, yeah. and I can't remember what yeah. it was. But anyway, that would be a very interesting. Well, I episode. think the point of the title of the book to just go to the book very quickly is. Um, Jesus, John Wayne was like the ultimate tough guy, right? Yes, yes, it does. So, so um, how do you how do you view Jesus, and how do you view your faith in terms of uh, being as gentle as a dove and as shrewd as a? Can you help me finish the serpent? Bible? Yes, as shrewd as a serpent, serpent I think. Or, or uh, we're, yeah. we're getting close here on this verse, but um, <laughs> but it's an and it's really an interesting look about how Christianity evangelical Christianity has in played America. out yes. has played out in America over yes. the last 50 yep. years. Yep. Another thing that um, I'm, I know I'm interested in and we'll really see how this plays out over the next year is what has COVID changed forever? Hmm. Um, what is going to go back to normal? And then a third one is what has changed that we need to fight will go back to normal. Okay. Hmm. So, so what has COVID changed forever? What is going to go back? And then what are the things that that should to, go that back. That should go back. Yeah. And maybe we're going to have to really fight to have them go back. Yeah. Well, that'll take some, like you said, that'll take some time for sure. The, you know, and, and it's not like COVID has gone away. There are parts of the world that are completely sure in crisis management mode. Yep. So yep. we hope and pray that as vaccination rates increase around the world that- um, Which we hope know, will happen. Yeah. That's right. That's yep. right. That things will continue to improve. I mean, here's an interesting one. So we have in our church, we have a uh, mask required, socially distanced required section in the worship service. Mm -hmm. And you know, how long does that section stay around for? Is that mm -hmm. here forever? Is that sure. going to be gone in a month? I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting I to don't see. Know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, just to close out our episode today, um, Josh, do you have anything on your summer bucket list? Yes, I do. Um, we are going to go to the Rockies. Yes. Uh, going to Colorado, folks. Uh, this is going to be really cool. I, I think I've been there one time when I was a kid. Uh, I don't remember it at all. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a national park, Rocky Mountain National Park. I'm looking forward to seeing a beautiful part of our country. And I'm looking forward to driving on this road that's called Trail Ridge Road, which is like 10,000 feet up. Makes me a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those things you can drive off the edge if you're not careful, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's why it makes it's kind me of a exciting nervous. a little bit to me. <laughs> Is it? Well, Is we it? went to college on a mountain, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> we survived that one. Um, so we're, I'm looking forward to uh, a, a neat family trip for us. And just uh, you know what, this is going to sound like a cop out, but I'm just looking forward to some normal life mm -hmm. with the summer. I'm looking forward to trips and being at the pool and being outside and. I'm just looking forward to a non-COVID summer. Mm -hmm. Yep. How about you? Um, I would love to do some reading, as we were talking about. <laughs> um, there are a couple books that I have on um, my nightstand that I would love to make some progress in. Yeah, so reading and just seeing people, like you said. Mm -hmm. I'm back really to excited about that. Yep. Cool. Yep. Well, everybody, it has been a wild ride. Mm -hmm. And this for going this train is now coming into the station. Buckle your seatbelt. Do not remove your seatbelt until the captain says you can. Uh, <laughs> we are concluding. What a what a wild! Just to give some context, I mean, we basically stopped recording in the midst of season two when the pandemic hit. Uh, really, right around that time, and now we are concluding season three. Sort of again, not that the pandemic has has completely gone away, but it's certainly under control to a large degree. And it's just been quite a journey. And the Lord's been faithful to us. Yes. The whole for time. That. Yep. So 
Well, you can check out our Facebook group. It's inter- uh, It's a Facebook page, Intersect Podcast. Podcast, yep. Yep. Uh, we would love to see you over there. And as always, guys, you can find us on the major podcasting apps. And if you would um, give us a rating and a review, that would be great. Sure, we'd love that. Would also love to hear, you could always post it on the Facebook page. We'd love to hear anything that you would love to hear us talk about in the future. Uh, we'd love to hear from our listeners. And we hope you have a great summer. Mm-hmm. Have a spectacular summer. Yep. And we'll see you in season four. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.